Welcome everyone. It is Tuesday, December 13th, 2022, and it has been about 10 months since I put out a Liberty Advisor show. Honestly, the reason I haven't put one of these out is I myself am preparing for the Great Reset. We've got way too many people out there whining and complaining about you know what's going on versus people actually taking action. And really the main thing that I've been preparing for is that collapse of the petrodollar system. And notice I said preparing for. I didn't say complaining about. I didn't say whining. And Really, I mean, everything right now is coming to a head. And you know, before we really start get going and get started into this episode, I do have to mention that this video is for informational purposes only. This is not an offer to buy or sell, so talk with your financial advisor. And had to get that out of the way because unfortunately the SEC is more worried about people like me, you know, different thought criminals out here than they are about the real criminals like scam, bank fraud, man. But right now, the main thing everyone, what they should be doing is right now is really just getting as prepared as possible. And that is, you know, it's going to be mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally as just as fit as they can in all those subjects. It really is as simple as that. So in the past 10 months, I spent a lot of time uh, basically trying to find a place where I can go ride this out. I recently just purchased a homestead. It's only been, you know, a few months over here. So believe me, you know, there's a lot of things that have to be prepared. A lot of things that we're still working on over here, uh, like building a chicken coop that can hold at least 25 chickens. That project's probably about 80% of the way done. Uh, luckily, there's already a pretty good infrastructure here in place. But you'd be surprised at just how long it takes to get, you know, if you want to have like unvaxxed, uh, non-GMO, meaning like their parents were eating a bunch of like soy GMO products, uh, organic chickens. Uh, you know, it's been about, it's probably gonna be about a three month wait. So I ordered them about a month ago and will not, they're not shipping till February 20th. Uh, you know, very similar story with a greenhouse. I ordered this really big, like 20 by 32 foot greenhouse uh, with, you know, the high sidewalls. And that is in of itself going to take about a month and a half because those things come in like basically like a, you know, those big like freight carrier things. Uh, just got the pool up and running, which is about 20,000 gallons of emergency water storage is one of the ways I'm looking at, uh, you know, uh, you know, not only is it great to swim in a pool in Arizona, not this time of year, but you know, it also is going to be an emergency water storage. And then on top of that, looking at ways to be able to convert, uh, the roof into rain harvesting techniques. I, I really think conservatively, like even take into account that I'm going to waste like 40% of the water. Uh, I think I should be about, able to get about 15,000 gallons of water a year off the, off my roof. And that's in the desert. So, you know, there's a whole lot of things that people can do. And, and that rainwater is then going to be used for uh, different uh, hydroponics, aquaponics, aeroponics. Uh, so aquaponics is when you, when you have fish that then uh, you're using like basically the fish waste and uh, excrement to then go into the plants Then the plants, you know, basically have a symbiotic relationship with the fish. Uh, so in a complete, you know, breakdown where you can't get any fertilizer, you know, that is certainly like an awesome way to go. Hydroponics being where you've got the, uh, you know, the, the plants uh, in the soil or plants are actually like in the water, whereas aeroponics, you've got the roots, you know, being suspended and then nutrients are then dripping down. So I am in the desert. So, you know, this might not be a big concern for you if you're in the Northeast, you're in Minnesota or in some place that has a whole bunch of fresh water, but I'm not in a place with fresh water. So that means you've got to innovate. You got to think of other ways to do things. And uh, I did get going this like tower garden thing that I've had for, you know, actually I've had it for a little bit over a decade. And, uh, you know, honestly, just having one of these is not going to cut it. One having one of these is not going to save you, but you know, it is a great, easy tool. And I will be, you know, later on in this, uh, you know, showing you guys exactly what I'm doing with that, you know, and there are other methods of growing food that I'm looking into too. There's something called the crack key method, which is, you know, you can take, uh, 
pretty much I'm trying to think like a, like a rain gutter and then, you know, take a heat gun, bend it upwards, take, um, you know, I think it's like right around like a two inch or like one and seven eighths. Like, um, I forgot what you call, like the, it's a attachment that goes onto a drill and then you basically, I don't know, like a hole saw, I think it's what it might be called. And then, uh, you put the nutrient solution in there and then there's no real screwing around with it at all. And then your food grows. So I am experimenting with that as well. Uh, but for all this stuff, you guys can go to heavensharvest.com promo code wham. And there you can get all your different heirloom seeds, help support Josh, help support world alternative media, and most importantly, help yourself. So, you know, help, uh, let us, uh, help you help yourself because right now, you know, if you don't have seeds, if you don't know how to grow food, if you don't have, you know, a year supply of food, um, I say, you know, maybe a year is excessive, but think about it. If you're like a three month food supply and you've got three people in your family, okay, well that's one month each buy one year of food supply and you've got, you know, two of you, that's six months each, have four of you, uh, three months each. So, you know, you can see that, you know, this stuff, uh, you know, what you're doing is you're buying yourself more time. It is, you know, I think going to be used as a currency and the future. And, uh, and it's just, you know, so important that you get started on this stuff right away, which is why I decided, you know, Hey, I'm not going to make videos for about 10 months because I'm going to get out here and start doing this stuff myself. And uh, I've got about a month and a half before the greenhouse gets here. So there's a bunch of trees. Uh, we've been having, uh, you know, some guys coming over and, and helping cutting those down, clearing the land, uh, you know, learning how to grow different types of fruits and vegetables. I think in this environment is going to be paramount. And, you know, there's all sorts of different, you know, methods to grow. And since I am in the desert, uh, you know, I'm not really convinced that soil is the best way to go unless you're, you know, you have like some sort of root vegetable or you have, uh, you know, obviously like citrus trees, you know, you're not going to be growing in water. Uh, but you know, I already have a bunch of food, you know, the ammo, guns, body armor, you name it. Uh, got some solar, definitely not enough. I think Josh has some uh, links to with Lion Energy that uh, probably probably come wham uh, to use for that. Uh, you know, I've got, you know, propane, but not enough. I have gas, but probably not enough. I have generators, but probably aren't big enough. Uh, would like to probably get one that runs off propane. But the reason I'm sharing all this stuff with you is because, you know, I've spent a lot of time like researching things to do. And really it's because I have a grasp of what is coming. And when you have a grasp of what is coming and you don't do anything about it, well then, you know, what are you gonna do? You're just gonna throw your hands up in the air and just, you know, be one of the lemmings that, you know, get in sheep that gets, uh, you know, sucked into the CBDC system or, you know, be forced to get vaccinated or something like that. And, you know, and that's, you know, preparing from like getting all the different like goods and things you need. Uh, but, you know, you also have to prepare from, you know, a physical standpoint as well. And, you know, as you guys can see behind me, you know, Ironman triathlete, uh, you know, I don't want to say that I'm in like pretty elite shape, but you know, I guess I am in pretty elite shape. Uh, you know, the past two months I've run a triathlon also entered a 12 hour mountain bike race. And, uh, you know, right now it's definitely not the most endurance I've ever had. It's definitely not the strongest I've ever had, but you know, I'm feeling like I have like pretty good endurance and pretty good strength, but you know, the combination of those two, uh, basically I've never felt better and I'm lifelong athlete, collegiate athlete. And, um, you know, a lot of this started, you know, last November, I uh, was only able to do about 20, 25 push-ups in a row, uh, kept at it. Now I'm at over 80. It probably only took until about, you know, February, March really to get up to 80 from 20. And, and when I was at 20, I was feeling like a little bitch. And, uh, you know, maybe you're at five. And if you're at five, you know, you just have to recognize that, you know, you're a little bitch right now. And then you have to put in the work to go ahead and do it. And, you know, there's been times in my life where I've been, you know, able to do over 100 push-ups. And, you know, and like I mentioned, there was a time in my life where I can only do like 15 or 20. Uh, and, and it, you know, very embarrassing, but you know, 
it doesn't matter if you've got all these guns and you're trying to prepare for everything. If you're 300 pounds and you know, you're going to be a, a liability in all this. So, you know, you've, you've got to keep yourself physically in shape and I'm not just saying this stuff. Like I'm doing this stuff. You guys see the proof the receipts behind me. Another thing with Sheriff Joe over there where, you know, it was my strength that helped, uh, literally bring a guy back from the dead in an open water rescue with no, with no equipment, which is something that, you know, not very many people are going to be able to do, but you know, I was prepared for that type of situation. And uh, and one of the other like probably biggest things that really has kind of come about like with all this getting you know just mentally prepared and physically prepared and spiritually prepared, financially prepared for all this stuff really is uh, you know a lot of the things that would have raised my blood pressure quite a bit the past eighteen years you know I'm really not trying to let phase me uh, you know there's a lot of things obviously like every single day we can go and watch things in the news that are really going to piss us off uh, but I don't watch the news and you know, there's really nothing going on that like, yeah, every time I see some terrible stuff, which is pretty much every day, it's just like, Hey, you know, I'm taking care of myself, taking care of my family, taking care of my kids and really, uh, you know, trying to do the best that I can and not really worry about what I can't control. And I've also, you know, sort of taken the approach of, you know, maybe, uh, you know, thinking I should be thinking, uh, Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates. Cause I, I really have had a great, uh, three years. I mean, I've had a lot of things that, you know, other people may have, uh, you know, succumbed or given up. I mean, I went through a divorce, lots of, you know, quote unquote bad stuff obviously happened to me, but then a lot of incredible stuff has happened as well. And from, you know, Bill Gates perspective, uh, he's basically killing off like all my enemies. Like, uh, and I don't want to say enemies cause I'm not like really filled with hate right now. I'm not really filled with anger. I mean, I'm just doing my thing to help protect me and my family. But if you take a look at like, all the people out there who, um, pretty much are trying to work against me and my family and probably you guys as well. You know, most of them are vaccinated and uh, probably in a few years, sort of a little gallows humor laugh right now, probably not gonna have to worry about them. And, uh, you know, most of the men out there are just a bunch of vaccinated beta males with, you know, low testosterone, low sperm count. And, you know, I'm just sitting over here crushing it. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, from the age of 10 to 20, had a lot of hardships. So it's like that proverbial, you know, hard times create strong men. And so, you know, right now there's also, uh, you know, the proverbial saying of, you know, I'd rather be a warrior in a garden and than a gardener in a war. And so, you know, I think a war is coming. Obviously, I don't think you have to be Nostradamus to, you know, predict that. And, uh, you know, speaking of warrior in a garden, I do want to show off my tower garden and then get into the next phase of what's coming. And for those of you who are just finding out me now for the first time, uh, some of the things I have predicted because, you know, I'm talking about what is coming, but, you know, who cares what's coming if every single thing someone said has been wrong. But on all the biggest things out there, all the major things out there, I've probably been just about as accurate as anybody. And if you find someone more accurate, let me know. I'm probably following them already. But uh, I did predict that Trump was going to win on video in 2016, one of the first videos ever made. And they blame it on the Russians. Why they blame it on the Russians? It was like a two, three, four minute video. Uh, you can find it on my YouTube where I've got a little clip of that. Uh, in 2020, I said they're going to steal from Trump. Why they're going to steal it, how they're going to steal it. I even had the states on a freaking PowerPoint at Anarchapoco 2020 where I had the states they would steal listed out. And the only state I missed was Georgia. Uh, this is my first video that I've made, like I said, in 10 months. And a prediction that I made, uh, the first one was in November of last year. Uh, so we're talking, I'm already forgetting the year, 2021. And then I did two end of year prediction shows, one with John Snyson and one with Josh Sigerson. And about two minutes into that video, I said, expect to either have like a monkeypox or smallpox outbreak. 
And, uh, you know, I did, it's actually something I pulled, pulled out of thin air. I had a whole bunch of reasoning why. And, you know, if anything, I think I'm able to, my, my superpower besides memory, um, would have to be the fact that, and being able to like piece things together is being able to take information from lots of different people and really see who's telling the truth, who's BSing and, you know, where things ultimately are going. And so that was, you know, coming from a Greg Reese support, a band video, uh, where he was talking about the monkey pox and small pox and gave all the reasons why. And I'm just like, yeah, that, you know, totally makes sense. Uh, but anyways, you know, one of the things that I really thought, uh, was going to be the kind of the main kickoff to everything going back to 2013, when I first prognosticated this was that a war between Russia and Ukraine would then be used as the pretext, uh, and, and really Putin as the boogeyman to collapse all the currencies in there. And then that way you can blame it on something as opposed to the fact that this was always systemically meant to collapse right from the get go. And, uh, you know, 2013 and it was really, it was 2014 is when, uh, basically the state department and CIA overthrew the elected government in Ukraine. And so, I mean, it was very easy. And I think with, you know, Trump, excuse me, with Trump coming in, you know, there's certain timelines that got sped up, certain timelines that got delayed. Certainly the war with Russia got delayed. But now what I want to do is just kind of take a little break and then show you guys my tower garden, which is not to be confused with the garden tower that uh, Josh has been uh, promoting. So garden tower uses soil, tower garden uses uh, uses water. And, you know, and, and the, tower, the garden tower could be a great thing if you, you know, are in a climate where, you know, drought isn't a concern or you, you know, worried about, you know, using just water as a medium. But, uh, or, you know, hey, I would probably go ahead and go get both. Uh, but I've had this for over a decade. You know, I've never really promoted it or was slinging it. I've never done any affiliate sales off of it. And I still not. It's it, this would be, you know, for my girlfriend, uh, who's the head of learn the risk. So, you know, you guys can check that out, learn the risk.org. But anyways, we're gonna take a uh, quick break. We're going to go over my tower garden. Uh, so it's just one of the things that, you know, everyone can be doing right now. All right. So there she is. Here's the tower garden. This was started exactly four weeks ago. Uh, Full transparency. I did start from like little seedlings, so probably that's basically like a, I jump started things probably about seven, ten days. Uh, made a few mistakes, so not everything went perfect. But yeah, the last time I used this was uh, two years ago. I'll be honest, it was actually right after they legalized weed. Just wanted to see if uh, you know how that would work growing out. Before that, it was right as right before the pandemic was started. Uh, but then I moved to a different place, so uh, wasn't able to keep that going. Uh, or but anyways, this is 10 years old, uh, probably 10, almost 11 years old. So it's not like I'm just like bought this just to hawk it so I could try to, you know, tell you guys to get one of these. But this is called a tower garden. I uh, will have a link below. It was my, my girlfriend's link. She is uh, the president of Learn the Risk. The former president uh, is a martyr in the fight who, uh, Brandy Vaughn, who was killed by Big Pharma, in my opinion, I think poison. But yeah, you can see this. I think this is Swiss chard. But yeah, look at I me, mean, just crazy, crazy green. This is the first... Uh, you know, first time growing uh, food in probably like about three years now. Uh, this lettuce is ridiculous. Uh, you've got some tomatoes starting to grow down there. We've got some beans and some several different types of lettuce. And another big mistake I made while uh, growing this for the first time is I there's uh, so the water. Let me actually just turn this on. So you've got a pump, and again, this is the new ones. I think look a little bit different than this. But let me just manually turn this on. It is on a timer. And so what happens is the water flows up to the top and then just disperses down. So if we go up there, you guys can see the water. And uh, what had happened is when I first put this together is I got, I, there's four different rods going down here, but there only should be two. So the two that, that should be here and here to secure it to the bottom. 
as you can kind of see down below. I ended up getting lazy and decided, oh yeah, I don't really need it. And I had it out open. And uh, anyways, uh, a massive gust of wind. Didn't knock down the base, but it knocked over the top of this. Uh, so all the plants, like as they're like a week old, were all strewn across pavement. Pretty much worst case scenario possible. And these are those plants. So, you know, they were, you know, came back pretty much from the dead. Uh, but, you know, I'm not a master gardener, but, you know, all this stuff takes time. So, you know, you need to learn how to acquit yourself. But this is a very easy process to be able to get one of these going. I'm not, you know, hawking it so I can make affiliate sales. Anything would actually go to my girlfriend. I waited over 10 years before I, in the Arizona uh, heat, mind you. Uh, and you can grow one of these in a closet. I have grown it in a closet before. And they have this attachment that goes up here. You can get lights. So this can grow in a closet. Uh, before this house, I was in a little... Uh, uh, well, the only I had no yard and I, I did have like a, about a five by five balcony in the second floor and I had it in that So I mean, there's no excuse really uh, You know, and if maybe you don't have any room then team up with a friend uh, But you know, this is super easy and I've spent I've looked at lots of different ways how to uh, Grow and you can do all sorts of different hydroponic methods. You could even make one of these but to make one of these it probably cost uh, I mean, if, and you also have to look at like apples to apples, uh, you know, so are you using food grade plastic? Are you using plastic that could actually survive 10 years in the Arizona sun uh, like this has over here? Uh, probably not. But if you want to do it on the cheap, you could probably make one for like 200, 250. I think these are, you know, probably a little over 500, but you can buy it on a 12 month plan where it's about 55 bucks a month plus the nutrients. Uh, and then you can convince others to sign up too. And then, you know, basically you can help fund, uh, you know, basically surviving that way too, by helping others and helping yourself. So this is not some get rich quick scheme. I don't actually saving any money by doing it this way, uh, unless you're counting the fact that, you know, everything they grow, you see over here, I mean, not today, but I mean, they've been spraying the crap out of the skies. Uh, so we will have a greenhouse that's going uh, over there. But really, if you're, if you're comparing this to eating organic, and this is really beyond organic. I mean, you're, you're, I'm using uh, reverse osmosis water with the nutrients. Uh, so you get nutrients A and B. So you just, you know, put these in in equal parts. And in this cold weather, you don't really even have to uh, put it in that much at all. But, you know, it's 120 degrees. It'll be a little bit different story. But anyways, without, you know, dragging this on, highly recommend checking out Tower Garden for what's coming. And what is coming uh, in terms of, you know, everything they have, you know, in store for us with the they, them, those bad guys are going to make 2020 seem like a cakewalk when the dollar collapses. So don't find yourself in a hole or don't find yourself needing to accept the mark or accept the, the, uh, the CBDC, the central bank digital currency, because you didn't take some time to plan. And, and this is not the only way to grow. Of course, there's obviously there's other ways to grow. But, you know, in my opinion, if you're limited on space, strapped, uh, you know, this is probably the best way to do it. You're going vertically. It's also aeroponic. So what I mean by aeroponic is in hydroponic, the roots are sitting in the water or there's other techniques where they kind of like flush it in and out on a, on a different timer. With aeroponic, the roots are suspended in air and then the water and the nutrients are then dripping down. And uh, yeah, I think you should try it out. And if you want, I will have that link down below and you would be helping my girlfriend who is uh, running Learn the Risk to tell people about the dangers of vaccines and really trying to educate others and get other people involved in the fight so that way we can each be our own activists as opposed to just watching people like me and watching you know, other people who are out there. It's all about you know, taking action, getting ourselves in the game. And what better way to take action than to take control of your health and doing so in the tower garden. But you know, try not to make this a big commercial, but you know, honestly, if you guys are watching me, you're probably one of the good people that I like. And I want to see you guys, you know, survive and thrive. And uh, this is just the start. So I will be getting more of these. Uh, 
you know, this is just kind of the first run, go at it. I've already made, a, made some mistakes. And the other, you know, a little tip and trick too. So, uh, you know, I have a little pH meter that I'll use down there. Also something called an electro electronic conductivity meter that I'll put in there to make sure that the nutrients are on point. Uh, you know, you probably pick those up for about 15 bucks each on Amazon. And, uh, but yeah, the thing is you're probably gonna mess some things up the first time. I messed some things up because it's been a while, but you know, next grow will be even better. But I am very happy with this. I mean, we've got some broccoli going over here that just, I mean, just take, take a look, I mean, compared to my hands. I mean, these things are just absolutely ridiculous. It's been a month. Uh, I think that is maybe celery that's growing down there. I have cilantro. I've never really had good luck with strawberries. I think some of it has to do with the lack of humidity over here. But once we get the greenhouse rocking and rolling, um, the tomato sort of took a little hit when uh, everything uh, tipped over and sort of snapped a little bit. So not definitely not ideal there. But anyways, uh, back to our originally scheduled program. Thank you. All right, and we're back. So even though it's been 10 months, and uh, quite frankly, uh, you know, in the 14 years that I've been speaking out on this stuff, the major issues are all still the same. And most things in the news are just noise. Now, in later videos, I would like to get into some of the FTX stuff. Although I was on uh, Sam Tripoli's Cash Jetty's podcast that you guys can find where uh, I did break break down some of that stuff. So you can find that on my podcast feed. Uh, but there is a lot more than meets the eye. I mean, now it's being speculated that the bank fraud man was actually behind the Terra Luna collapse that was back in May that really sort of kicked everything off into high gear that then led to the contagion in uh, what is it, Celsius and Voyager and uh, you know, now BlockFi and, and potentially now Genesis and, so, uh, and also Gemini as well. So, I mean, there are just a whole bunch of things that, uh, you know, really are, are coalescing around, you know, everything that is going on with uh, the whole FTX scandal. Uh, I'd like to also... You know, in a later video, talk about the election fraud in Arizona. I'm in Arizona. I just actually moved out of Maricopa County because I did not want to be a part of all that fraud that's over there. But even though a lot of that is all noise because, you know, guess when you should have been complaining and bitching about fixing that? You should have been doing it five years ago like I was because now at this, you know, at this point, uh, you know, unfortunately, all the Republicans were, you know, just too busy circle jerking themselves to really care about what's going on. And at this point, I mean, you got to take care of yourself, got to take care of your family because, you know, although Carrie Lake, you know, would have been great and, you know, still, you know, supporting whatever effort she has at, uh, you know, trying to unseat this corrupt Katie Hobbs. Uh, I don't care who you put in there. I mean, what's coming is coming and you need to spend more effort, you know, doing actual real things to help you and your family than you are, you know, spending, you know, tons of time, you know, trying to, you know, hope on some politician to save you. And it's fine if you're doing all the other stuff and then doing that. But, you know, if you want to spend, you know, 90% of your activism time, you know, just sharing a bunch of articles and, you know, how, you know, what's her name? Carrie Lake should have, should have won or Herschel Walker should have won or Trump should have won. Well, guess what? I mean, you should have been listening to me in like 2016 and 17 and 18 and 19 and 20 when I was complaining about uh, how the votes are going to be stolen and different ways to steal it and, and fraction magic and all sorts of different retail frauds. So yeah, it's great that they came out with, you know, whatever, 2000 mules, uh, you know, day late, dollar short on that one. But, uh, you know, all that, all those are things that should have been, uh, you know, basically addressed way, way, way before. And now you're really just fighting an uphill battle. So it's one of those, you know, classic, like an ounce of prevention is worth more than, you know, a pound of cure. And now we're trying to do the pound of cure, not me, but you know, that's, that's for a whole nother, um, Hold on the video. I also saw another article today on how they now have like artificial womb facilities. Uh, basically, I'm theorizing, and I've mentioned this before in video, that in the future, you know, they're going to obviously with all the ESG stuff going on, uh, you know, they're going to, you know, tax everybody on carbon. And what is the most carbon intensive thing one can possibly do? 
Well, that would be to have a child who then the, you're then going to have to pay a carbon and all a carbon tax or indulgence and all the carbon expected you know output that your child would have. Uh, and then, you know, with the sperm count being reduced, you know, massively all around the world, you're it's probably going to be at the point in the next like 10, 15 years where you're going to have to have some sort of in vitro fertilization just to even have a baby, which is then only going to, you know, basically restrict childcare to the rich. And then you're going to have to pay a carbon tax. And so I see this artificial womb facility as definitely a move towards that, but that's not what this video is about. Just one of the things that I happened to see today, but, you know, going back to the basics, I started out as a federal reserve activist. I also, I found out about Bitcoin early on. Unfortunately, it was after I read the book Creature from Jekyll Island. So really, I thought that that was, uh, when I say early on, I mean like under a dollar. Uh, so, you know, it's easy to, you know, if you want to, you know, chat about how dumb I am now, but, you know, there wasn't like a whole bunch of uh, people in my ear when it was under a dollar. But, you know, I was worried that the government was going to use Bitcoin as a track trace control grid. Uh, you know, I guess I was sort of right on that because they're going to use the technology behind it to create a central bank digital currency, uh, you know, a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of stuff I can pontificate on that, but not for this video. And I really was worried about the CBDC before it even had a name. I mean, in 2016, we were calling it FedCoin. I know Ernest Hancock has been calling it FedCoin for a long time. Uh, but really, I mean, this is coming closer and closer to fruition every single day. The only real question is, you know, what crisis or a series of crises will they unleash to get people to accept the mark? My guess is they're going to use, uh, you know, another bioweapon terror attack. And we'll get into... Uh, you know, was it really a bioweapon terror attack that happened? You know, but they'll probably, you know, mix that in with, uh, you know, a war with Russia, you know, maybe even, you know, the China-Taiwan conflict. And if we take Taiwan's side, guess what? Every single thing we buy comes from China for the most part. And so, you know, you want to talk about soaring inflation? What about what doesn't matter what the Fed raises interest rates to when you can't even get anything and it becomes just a supply nightmare of just like unparalleled amounts? Uh, you know, that could also happen in conjunction with the Saudis moving off uh, the petrodollar. And so really, this is this full spectrum dominance where they're going to try to hit us seven ways to Sunday. I did, um, I think past Sunday, I was watching a video with Mike Adams and Steve Quayle, and they were talking about something called Operation Sandman. Now, I've, I've, I need to go do some more research on this. So it sort of has taken, you know, their word for it, but I had not heard of this before, but I, that was pretty much, uh, you know, the petrodollar um, collapse of you know, Saudi Arabia and the other BRICS countries, you know, all moving away from the dollar in a coordinated fashion. So it's one of these things where it's, it's going to be fine until the day it's not fine. I have talked a lot about the dollar milkshake theory, uh, you know, before uh, the dollar was rising and saying that that's, you know, I thought the dollar would get stronger before it ultimately collapse. And that is, you know, exactly where we're at in this cycle. And, you know, really when it comes to trying to get this whole thing implemented with the CBDC, as the dollar becomes worth less and less and less and eventually worthless, uh, they're going to you know, wait for the people to, you know, come in with the government, you know, in, you know, air quotes, help and get people to beg for help. And, and this all comes back even to the creator of the Federal Reserve System, James Warburg, who said we shall have one world government. It's only a matter of it's through consent or conquest. And so they want the consent, you know, beating people down in World War One, World War Two. That's not the way to, you know, get someone to do something. You know, the way to get someone to do something is to have it be their idea that, that they need help. And then you come in with the help that so it's a classic, you know, Hegelian dialectic uh, problem reaction solution where, you know, the central banks are creating this problem, I mean, from the get-go, the problem was uh, always going to be there because the money is based off of debt. It's not really money, it's currency, and it's not really even a great currency because the whole thing is based off of debt. And so we were always going to get into the situation, and now it's just 
they can't just let it collapse. They have to get in front of the collapse, control the collapse, so then that way they can use the power vacuum to then come in and reset everything. Otherwise, you know, if they're not controlling it, then you know the the bad guys, you know, risk you know being put in jail or guillotines or some sort of French Revolution, and they don't want that. You know, they want to kill us off while they get to control all the resources. They already have all the money. They already have everything else. But you know, they want the power. They want the control. And this whole thing. I mean, I guess it's sort of like the Bugs Life quote, where it's uh, you know, it's not about uh, you know, one little ant. It's about you know all those ants. And if one little stand, ant stands up, then they all stand up. And so it's not about the food. It's about control. Uh, now I am you know roughly paraphrasing. I think what is it that Kevin Spacey, the you know alleged pedophile, you know that guy was. I think he was the voice in it. But uh, you know there's going to be some sort of way that they will get people to accept the CBDC. And so believe me, when people are hungry and dying in the streets and fighting one another. Uh, you know, every other issue is going to go out the window and surviving this will be paramount so that you won't have to accept a mark and that you can eat uh, because this is the game plan. I mean, what, like a hundred different food processing facilities have burned down at least in America. I mean, let me know in the comments. I know uh, several months ago it was like 92. So I imagine it's probably over a hundred now. I mean, that's probably like a four or five month old stat now. I mean, it's, it's one of these things that's really, uh, you know, hard to keep up with. But I and myself and my family, we are not going to be accepting the mark and we're choosing to be independent of the system. And even though I hate all the sustainability stuff, like, like we are the actual sustainables. Like, like what, I'm doing and trying to do and will eventually be doing, you know, is creating a sustainable future, but not because of, you know, some going green liberal reason. It's because of, I don't want to uh, be dependent on the government and they're deliberately collapsing the energy grid, deliberately collapsing the food grid. And, you know, I just, you know, choose not to participate, you know, you know, am I allowed to not care what they're doing? Now, in follow-up videos, you know, I'll kind of uh, like break all this down further. And for clients of mine, they get my analysis on a private client webinar twice a month where they can ask questions. And that's really where my best work is. And, you know, even though it has been, you know, 10 months, uh, I really do want to talk about, you know, the pandemic and uh, really what it is. Because, you know, if we bring things back really to New Year's 2020, uh, I had a, a, doc, a doctor friend of mine, Dr. Frank Tamburi. Actually, he got wrapped up in the whole January 6th thing. Even though he was never there, he was in Arizona the whole time, and he had to pay like $10,000 to a lawyer and do all the subpoena stuff. And, and our good friend, Ernest Hancock, got caught up in all that stuff too. That's a whole, that's a whole other story for another day. But uh, he was telling me like super early on in January that you know there's been a big run on all the PPP, PPE gear. Uh, I already had like 195 masks going back to 2013. So, you know, I didn't really care, but I did was just coming off. I, I'm almost never sick, like perfect attendance in high school. Uh, I think perfect attendance in middle school too. Or like maybe I think from like seventh grade on, I never missed a day. Uh, you know, I didn't have a great home life. So I'd rather be at school than dealing with home. But, you know, obviously school was just a bunch of propaganda too. But, you know, I did get really sick. Uh, you know, I was flying back from a New Year's Eve uh, wedding that was in New York. And so when you're dealing with, you know, open bar wedding in New York. Um, my wife at the time was like super, super, super sick. And, and you know, so compared to her, I wasn't that sick. But, you know, it was just like the first time, I, me, myself being the oldest cousin, it was the first time that all my cousins were 21, the first time I ever drank with my grandparents and family members. And, you know, it's on New Year's Eve, it's at a wedding, sort of like a YOLO type thing. But, you know, that was me doing that to myself, of putting my body into that position and going from, you know, 70 degrees to, you know, 20 degrees back to 70 degrees, uh, also, you know, weakening my immune system. So that's kind of more goes with like terrain theory rather than some little germ jumping around. Uh, 
but you know, as all the stuff was kicking off, I'm like, oh man, I really just don't want to get sick again because you know, I was out for like two weeks and I just had like a jam packed schedule and then everything got delayed. And then, you know, in, in you know, February comes, I go to Anarchapoco and I saw someone who, who on my Instagram feed who had brought a mask to basically be a jerk to the TSA. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go do that. And so I did that. And actually that video got taken down off YouTube, but I wore a mask February 19th, 2020 to be a jerk to the TSA just through the TSA global entry pre-check interview. They made me take off the mask. I got all pissed. Um, but, you know, I thought the mask stuff was coming. So I wanted to get ahead of that and see, you know, from like a journalist standpoint, uh, you know, how prepared the TSA was and they got super pissed at me for doing it, made me take it off. And then, uh, you know, maybe some of you've heard the story, but then I went and flew in July 3rd, 2020 without a mask. I got super pissed. Then I flew with a gas mask. And then, uh, the second time flying with a gas mask, they wouldn't let me on a plane wearing a COVID a scam shirt. So, you know what, uh, you know, was not wearing mask at all throughout this whole thing. I really do it to credit, credit my girlfriend, uh, for being the most hardcore person on this. But when I say we didn't wear a mask, I mean, we didn't wear a mask at all. Uh, so then I started doing videos in March of 2020 with Luke Radowski. Uh, also did a lot of videos with Josh too. Probably put out, I'm not even joking, over 100. I think I did 110 videos with, just with Luke. Probably another 20, 30 videos with Josh. So we're talking, you know, what, like 140, 150 videos just in March and April of 2020. So guess what? I have the receipts. I have the proof of what I was saying. And I think I was pretty much just dead on of more than pretty much anybody in alternative media and obviously the media, uh, besides maybe Josh, because we talk all the time. So, you know, naturally we're getting a lot of the same info and going back to March 6, 2020, I'm like, they're going to use this to basically get full control. We're going to, we're going to, uh, and take away our freedoms. We're going to look back on these times as the good old times. Then, you know, fast forward, uh, before the movie Plandemic, the series even came out with Dr. Judy, we interviewed her, Luke and I, and I wasn't allowed to air that interview, but, you know, I interviewed her before that even came out. Now, since then, I've, you know, since, you know, disagree with some of the virologist, you know, virus type stuff, but, you know, she knew where the bodies were buried with Fauci. You know, I'd known her for five years and had heard her in tons of interviews. And, the, and, and I knew a lot of the bullshit that, that was going on with Fauci before most people had even heard his name. Uh, also interviewed Dr. Andrew Kaufman, uh, you know, pretty early on in all this in 2020. And when you take a look at really what's going on, in my opinion, is that they essentially just hijacked the flu. I mean, whether it's like, what, 1,962 cases, I think, of the flu in 2020, just going off memory. Uh, so the flu basically went away. They just, it was a very, very bad flu that got – so they hijacked the flu, called it the coronavirus. I did another video in February with Jeff Berwick where probably one of his last videos ever where I was talking about if you think something is going to make you sick – and then you get like a little sniffle, then that worrying, you're going to manifest it in yourself and you're going to even be even more sick. And so people are then creating these problems, you know, un undue to themselves. And, uh, you know, and, and so then, you know, what really is going on is that people, you know, thought they're going to sit, get sick. So then, you know, they made themselves sick and it was probably, you know, a very bad flu, but I don't think the coronavirus even existed. And the burden of proof is on the people making the accusation. So really what they did is they just took some of the SARS-CoV-1 and they took some of that genetic sequencing and they took some genetic sequencing from uh, some other, you know, common stuff like common colds and flus and just all put them together in a computer program and then made a PCR test based off of that. Now the PCR test, the polychain reaction test, developed by Dr. Kerry Mullis, who won a Nobel Peace Prize, who then uh, coincidentally uh, died uh, or, you know, 
it's a coincidence here, uh, August of 2019, uh, you know, he said that this test is not to be used to detect viruses and that if you take the cycle threshold count and you amplify it, so it's like you, you know, take a copy of something small then you double the size of the copy, then you double it again, 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 and all of a sudden you're dealing with a huge, massive thing. Well, everyone has basically a microscopic amount of just about everything in their body and like the trillions of cells that you have. And so they find one minute little uh, instance of this, and then they're going to say, oh, boom, you know, you're positive. And so anything over a 27 cycle threshold is going to have a 95% false positive, even according to Fauci. And so what they did was they basically were here, like in Maricopa County, they were running that at a 40. So this was the worst place in the world. So I was walking around doing everything in the worst place in the world. I think it was like double the per capita than Wuhan even. Uh, and so, you know what, there was there massive people dying everywhere in the streets. No, it wasn't. And so when did the real deaths occur? The real deaths occurred in 2021 after the vaccine. So there was real no appreciable spike in deaths in 2020. They all happened in 2021. The vaccine came out in December of uh, 2020. That was also when Brandy Vaughn of Learn the Risk mysteriously died. Um, you know, which she was just an amazing grassroots activist of Learn the Risk. You guys can head to learntherisk.org to help support their organization. But, you know, really what was going on over there, they, they had to take one of the best people out of the game. And so they poisoned her, in my opinion. And then a lot of the top you know, big names in the alternative media and, and, you know, a lot of the biggest, you know, anti-vaxxers out there uh, who actually won't say they're anti-vax, you know, they were threatening my girlfriend. They're doing all sorts of shady stuff. They were saying, hey, if you uh, have even like a dollar going towards this investigation, then we're pulling all the funding and we're going to go to, you know, go get funding. We're going to our GoFundMe and we're going to basically make your life a living hell. And that's what they did. And then we even used, you know, a contact that we thought that we could trust. Let's say we, I mean, I, I wasn't doing any of this. Uh, and they basically stole the money from the autopsy. And so still wait. And, and now the organization really risked going under because, you know, of all the controlled opposition. And, and that's a whole other story for another day. But the deaths didn't happen in 2020. The deaths happened in 2021 or still happening today. Uh, you know, people weren't dying suddenly in, uh, you know, 2018, 2019, uh, really even 2020, uh, besides, you know, those fake videos that were coming out of China. So this is all, and, and speaking of coming out of China, I think really everything going on with Wuhan was basically this like red herring to then get everybody looking over there. And yeah, they got me in March of 2020, uh, thinking that that was the case. But, you know, nobody knows for sure uh, any of this stuff. So, you know, to the, my best guess is that, you know, the, the, even the ways that, you know, people get sick and how, uh, you know, virus theory is still just a theory. I mean, they, they, they're just, you know, speculating on what's happening. And if there's this little, you know, green little germ and he's hopping from me and going over to you and that's how you get sick. And it's all basically a bunch of bullshit uh, that the Rockefellers, uh, you know, helped, you know, propagate that theory out there. But, you know, in order to prove that something exists, you have to go through something called Koch's postulate. I uh, talked about this with Dr. Andrew Coffin, which, boom, you know, that video actually got, uh, it actually got taken off YouTube recently. It's funny. It was up there for like almost, you know, two years and then it gets taken down. Uh, so, you know what? That's why I'm going to talk about it again, because, you know, you guys want to take it down. You want to shut me down. No, we're going to go harping this even more. So Koch's postulate, I believe step two is you have to isolate the virus. And then once it's isolated, you have to basically repeat experiments uh, in a controlled host. Does it keep, uh, you know, does, can you repeat that experiment and get the same symptoms? Well, they've never had a clean sample to begin with. And so they take a whole bunch of, you know, uh, you know, crap in these, uh, you know, cell cultures. And then, you know, you inject, you know, these specimens with all the crap that's in there. And then, you know, people get sick, but it's not an actual isolated sample. And so according to their own science, they have to go through Koch's postulate. They can't, so... 
not that I trust the science, but playing in their own arena, you have to go, uh, you know, satisfy Coke's postulate, which Coke is sort of like the Fauci of, of England, you know, from way back in the day. And guess what? They cannot satisfy Coke's postulate. It's K-O-C-H-S. Uh, and so therefore you cannot prove that this is real. And the burden of proof is on you, the accuser, not you guys watching, but you know, the scientific community, it's on you guys to prove that this exists, not me. Like you can't just, you know, pull something out of thin air. Like you, like if someone says, uh, Santa Claus is real and I say he's fake, uh, it's on the burden of the person saying he's real to produce the proof. It's not, it's not, it's not on the burden of me to produce that he's not real. Uh, but he's probably more real than the coronavirus. So who knows? I mean, I, in the future, they could you know, actually drum up like a real, uh, you know, some sort of pathogen that actually does take people out. So I'm not denying that that doesn't exist. Uh, but, you know, I think the way that this was presented and manufactured and rolled out, it was all bullshit. It was all meant to condition people and to enslave people. And luckily, because of people like you watching this and people like me, that we were able to hold this back. We were able to get our freedoms back over here. Uh, but, you know, for everyone who said, oh, we should just, you know, hurry up and, you know, wear the mask for 15 days so we can all get back to normal. Well, guess what? The best way to get back to normal is to never stop acting normal to begin with. And so this are things that I was saying, you know, right from day one. And like I mentioned, I do have the receipts, but you know, I didn't want this video to just like drag on and on and on forever. Cause there's like a ton of different things that we can talk about. Uh, and lots of things we will talk about in the future, but this is sort of my welcome back video, but you know, it is also an emergency call to get prepared. Like I mentioned before, you can go to heavensharvest.com, promo code WAM for heirloom seeds, also storable food, all things that I'm doing. I already had this stuff and, you know, it's something that, you know, we're getting more and more. Uh, you know, also mentioned the Tower Garden. You can use uh, the link from Tina from Learn the Risk that I'll have down below as well. You know, Josh also has the Garden Tower. Uh, you can schedule a consultation with myself and figure out, you know, ways financially if you have an IRA, a Roth IRA, or brokerage account, you know, moves that you can be making. It's been a terrible year in the stock market, terrible year in the crypto markets. You know, there's ways where you can, you know, let's say convert part of of your IRA into a Roth IRA. Yeah, there's some, uh, you know, catches with that. You have to pay some taxes now, but then any future potential gains would then all be tax-free. So, you know, if you had Bitcoin in an IRA, converted it to a Roth, and then Bitcoin goes from 17,000 to a quarter million, once all this stuff kicks off or a million, well, then that would hypothetically then be a tax-free gain. And I do think that Bitcoin eventually is going to infinity, but, you know, I'm not one of these guys out there that just, you know, can't wait for this thing to happen. Because, you know, ultimately when it does happen, it's also going to coincide with, you know, that proverbial blood in the streets. And so I don't want to see that blood in the streets. So I also don't want to see, you know, Bitcoin, you know, mooning over here tomorrow. Because like I mentioned, I'm still getting prepared on lots of things as well. Getting prepared in the chickens, getting prepared in the rainwater harvesting, getting prepared on the solar, getting prepared uh, just like mentally, physically, spiritually, all the way around. And, and, and I definitely need to work on that spiritual aspect because it's one of those things where you're constantly in the weeds of it that, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to really just take a break and, and take a deep breath and step back and really, um, you know, see the, see the forest, uh, you know, for the trees. But, you know, right now, you know, I do, uh, you know, appreciate everyone's support because I have had people ask me, you know, Hey, when are you going to be back? When are you going to start making content? But, you know, the really, the only reason I started making content was to wake people up, was to warn them. And, you know, I've been in the game for a long time at this stuff, but at this point, you know, it's, done i'm really done just waking up the average person uh i really am only looking to really take those other lions out there and really you know get them to the point where they can uh, you know, help affect change to the world as well and really change that environment around them. But everything that's going on is the result of, 
a financial collapse that was always set in stone, always set in motion from day one, December 23rd, 1913, when the Federal Reserve System was created. They always knew that the system was going to eventually collapse, and now they're getting ahead of the collapse by deliberately collapsing things, so that way they can come in as the saviors and then come in with their CBDC. And, uh, you know, we're seeing other ways how they're doing this stuff, like in Nigeria. Like, they're saying, oh, you can... Uh, and I think Nigeria is, like, the highest per capita place in the world where they use crypto, because obviously, you know, ever Nigerian doesn't want to, uh, you know, use their BS currency. And so, you know, there is a lot of crypto adoption there, but I think it was only like one in 200 people are using their like e Nairo or whatever it's called. Uh, and now they're trying to say, oh, well, you can only, you know, take out 45 bucks a day from the bank account. Or if you own a business, you can take out, I forgot it was like 125 or 150, something like super, super small. And if you want to take out more, then you get like, like a five or 10% uh, penalty to take out your own money and it's, unless it's through a CBDC. So, so that's where it's going. Like nobody wants to use it. So they're going to force you to use it, but don't be in a position where you are forced to use it. So get, do the things you need to do today to get ahead of this stuff. And if you, if you think we're, you know, just making this stuff up, uh, I mean, just look at how right we've been in everything, you know, you know, both myself and Josh, I mean, Josh has just been, you know, absolutely just on it, you know, from all this different stuff. But anyways, Thank you guys so much. This is Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor uh, with World Alternative Media. You guys can go to thelibertyadvisorshow.com to find all the different places uh, you can find us. We're also on you know, Band.Video, Rumble, Rockfin, BitChute, Brighteon, Dar Vigilante TV. But anyways, thank you guys so much. Take care. God bless. And talk to you guys soon.